Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. I'm glad to have you with me once again today. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. I am riding solo yet again. Figure we're going to stay solo during the preseason. And, of course, like I said in previous episodes, it'll be a fluent situation as to who will be on the show and when and all that good stuff. Sebastian Balls will be making his return at some point. At some point. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, nothing personal to anybody out there. The Sebastians, the Brent Jacobsons, and Justin Day also out there. You're going to be hearing from him a little bit today. Had a little conversation on Twitter up and down during the game. Um, Yeah, he'll be. uh, He's asked to be on this show in the past. I think he will be on at some point this season. I would. I would hope. It's just schedule gets in the way. Always. Don't want to ramble on too much to apologize to those new listeners out there well we have preseason game number two in the books it is time to well discuss what we saw a uh, much more uh, well much better played by the quarterbacks in fact both of them only two quarterbacks played yesterday interestingly enough because the third one is uh well the true mr irrelevant of the 2011 draft wouldn't you say i'd say he's mr irrelevant uh, pretty much. He might as well have been taken last in the seventh round because uh, it's looking like that's about what he was taking. Um, that would be in Christian Pondered. He's wearing number seven also, so maybe that's what round he should have been taken. And he just kind of, he's that's kind of like a subtle little, yeah, I'll be honest, I should, yeah. But, well, <laughs> we're just going to have to let that go, I guess. It's water under the bridge <clears throat> as the new quarterback of the future looked pretty strong yesterday. But he won't be the immediate first topic. Well, let's talk about Castle a little bit first. We'll, we'll start off with the quarterback since they were the feature presentation of the game. But even before that, okay, I'll say it really briefly because I've been avoiding his name pretty much for a while because it's just another Mr. Irrelevant out there as far as I'm concerned. Chris Cluey and the Minnesota Vikings have reached a settlement. They haven't mentioned any details yet, so that's the end of the story for the time being. Chris Cluey and the Minnesota Vikings have reached an out-of-court settlement. Congratulations, I suppose. (sighs) Well, I'm glad, uh, hopefully, hopefully the uh, spouting off will be over. And that's about all i got to say about that. On to the quarterback position, the feature presentation of this episode, you could argue, in a lot of ways. Because there was a lot more offense last night from both sides of the football. Of course, the Minnesota Vikings played the Arizona Cardinals. I was almost going to call them the Diamondbacks with my old Diamondback bike in the garage. It just brought that out of my subconscious for some strange reason. Uh, Arizona Cardinals 
are now 1-1 one one in the preseason. Minnesota Vikings are 2-0 oh in the preseason. Very cool. A strong finish by the quarterback of the future. Yes. 30-28 <laughs> victory for the Minnesota Vikings. And yeah, it's like, okay, wins don't really matter. But at the same time, the gamesmanship in the, ga- in the gamesmanship late yesterday was pretty damn cool. Even though we may, even though the fact that the Cardinals were even leading at the point was awfully controversial, according to just about everybody on the purple side of the ball. <laughs> um, Matt Castle for the second straight week looks very, uh, very professional out there. Looks like a steady, solid starting quarterback in the NFL. Twelve of sixteen overall, hundred fifty-three yards. Yeah, he completed two, uh, three fourths of his passes. Excellent quarterback rating. Should have had two touchdowns, one up with only one. Both of them would have been to Kyle Rudolph, who is emerging as an elite tight end in this league. And I'll kind of, yeah, well, I'll save it. I was going to (laughs) say, I was going to say I got teased a little bit by uh, Justin on that one. Well, okay, I'll say it on Twitter. Because since the Twitter reactions were so short, um, I'll just keep the fan interaction to the uh, Facebook page. Because mostly, uh, yeah, Justin and Rochester... (laughs) At J at J Day underscore twenty four, he says, "Slow down there, talent. Yes, on his way. Yes, there yet. No." When I said elite uh, tight end in this league, and it's like I should have said he's becoming, becoming <laughs> an elite tight end, and of course I didn't. So my apologies to Justin and others out there. Um, I wanted to sound more optimistic, I suppose, since I may have a uh, negative uh, label on me. Certainly for Timberwolves explosion, I've got that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Kyle Rudolph is becoming one of the best tight ends in the NFL, and he certainly looked at, except for dropping that uh, touchdown before the eventual 52-yarder, the catch-and-scamper type of deal, showing some quickness, of course. He did lose weight in the offseason. Yeah, that was pretty nice stuff. Very cool to see Kyle Rudolph. 51-yard scamper. Oh, sorry, I missed it by a yard, but, um, well... Yeah, four catches. Great job by Kyle Rudolph, ultimately, in this one. Um, hell of a game by the Vikings. This is definitely a this is definitely a mistake by something here because <laughs> ah, I love this box score how it's coming out. And of course, I'm not here just to read the box score, but I just think yeah, it's plain as day. There's mistakes on it because um, <laughs> the quarterback's completion percentages would all had to been 100 percent because. Everybody was targeted the same amount of times they caught the ball. No. So, <laughs> I was going to say, Kyle Rudolph didn't catch all the passes he was thrown to because he obviously dropped a touchdown. But we'll leave that alone. That's kind of goofy right there. So, proof that I'm not just sitting here reading the box score. There's, like, obviously more to the game than a box score. That's for damn sure. Uh, but, no, Matt Castle looked very solid, throwing some nice slants to uh, Greg Jennings. That's a nice combination right there. Castle to Jennings and a slant. Really like it. Really like it. It's a nice... It's just... It works. And the chemistry with Castle and Jennings was evident last season. So, Greg Jennings is going to have a nice year for the Minnesota Vikings. It's not going to be like last year. Barring injury. (laughs) Barring any injury. I do think Greg Jennings will have a very solid comeback player type of uh, season. Comeback player, we'll say. Because, yeah, he had a down year last year. He had a down year the year before with Green Bay with injuries. So... Very cool, and we're not hearing him yabber nearly as much this year because obviously all of that Green Bay stuff is now quite a bit in the past. Barring, or you know, <laughs> when we're talking about Greg Jennings, yeah, Matt Castle, seventy-five percent, one hundred and twenty-five point three quarterback rating. 
Well, no Minnesota Viking quarterback's going to beat those numbers. No, I mean none of certainly not certainly not this rookie guy who looks like a baby face and obviously that sob. No, okay, he maybe a nice guy but a horrible quarterback. And Christian Ponder, no way, no way in hell is anybody's beating the numbers by Matt Castle. I mean he's just he's the starter without a doubt. Yet Teddy Bridgewater uh, outshined Matt Castle yesterday and um, looks pretty good. <laughs> he's got an interesting release. Doesn't he? But he's also got poise. He's got poise. Like his release, it's like a combination of like McNabb, dare I say, and Cunningham, or even Culpepper in a sense. Just his release is kind of it's kind of sideish, but it's also got a strength to it. Even like Favre in a way, but not quite. Favre is more totally overhand. Where Bridgewater, it just has a little bit of a sidearm to it, which reminds you of Randall Cunningham out there. And no, I'm not trying to compare everybody to the color of their skin type of thing, which I know that can drive people nuts. Like, just because this guy's white, he compares to Montana and Brady, and this guy's black, he compares to Doug Williams and McNabb, you know? No, I don't mean it that way. It's just the throwing motion looks like those two guys. It kind of looks like McNabb and Cunningham. So, just saying. Just saying. I'm not one of those types out there that does that. (laughs) Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Man. Because this isn't about game reviews, it's about position evaluation. This is a, not a game review per se, even though it could kind of seem like it on the last drive of the game. <sighs> Teddy Bridgewater did get his first touchdown pass earlier, though, in the game. Another, I mean, definitely a beauty. His first touchdown pass of any type in the National Football League, ultimately. Thrown to Reisner. Actually, it was Rodney Smith was the first one. That was a beauty. Rodney Smith emerging a bit in this game. Four catches, 55 yards, and and that touchdown. Strong game by him, without a doubt. He almost caught the second touchdown from Bridgewater. But ultimately, man, um, wow, what a day. What a day. Okay, Rodney Smith did catch the game-winning touchdown. I got it mixed up, and I do apologize. Reisner actually was the one that dropped it. Okay, I got it mixed up, because they were both on both plays. They are both on the field in that case, so... Reisner ultimately caught the first touchdown. Rodney Smith caught the game winner at the end. Um, and yeah, there's no spoiler to it. So yeah, you know, Teddy Bridgewater led the Vikings to victory. It was extremely solid. Uh, Arizona at one point had scored a touchdown. It was credited to Zach Bowman. <laughs> that name sounds familiar, by the way. Um, it's like, what the hell was that? <laughs> the Arizona quarterback fumbled the ball. On the snap, in fact, but it wasn't the Arizona's quarterback's fault. It was uh, the center. It's just like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> it was pretty, pretty, uh, it was a horrible snap. And then the ball's just rolling on the ground. Next thing you know, an Arizona player's like scooping the ball forward as it's spinning, and then Bauman runs it in for a touchdown. And it's like, okay, that's. Not a touchdown, is it? And Coach Zimmer certainly gave the refs hell for that one. He's like, uh, no. No, that doesn't make any sense. You know, you can't do that, basically. But the refs said it was just a rolling ball. It was a live ball, and it's a touchdown. So, okay, I guess. I I suppose. Thank God it's a preseason game. And even if it wasn't a preseason game, hey, you know, ball don't lie, I guess, long term as they say in the NBA. Because <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater with a minute 11 left. I was like thinking in the back of my mind, man, wouldn't that be something if Teddy Bridgewater led the Vikings to victory? That would really get a lot of us excited. 
my goodness, I mean, the accuracy, the integrity, I mean, the, uh, the, the poise, I should say, integrity, well, he's, he's, he's working on that, and he's working on it very nicely, ultimately completing 80% of his passes, and man, I mean, just the accuracy, the strength of this young man, very solid out there, ultimately leading the Vikings to victory, as I said, kind of the corner the right corner of the end zone, we'll call it. Yes, it was the right corner. <laughs> and it was a really, it was put, it was placed where the ball needed to be. Nobody was, I mean, the one of the passes, the long passes that Teddy Bridgewater did complete really reminded me of Cunningham because it was slightly underthrown down the stretch. It was one of those 30-yard uh, receptions along the way by uh, Rodney Smith. <laughs> yep, Rodney Smith, a definite one of the heroes in the game, 37-yard reception. Uh, did kind of reek of Cunningham a little bit because, yeah, as I said, it was slightly underthrown where Smith had to slow down a little bit but was still able to hang on, catch that ball, and composure. And, yes, Teddy Bridgewater was going against backups. He wasn't going against, uh, you know, Richard Sherman or anything in Seattle, Seattle Seahawks uh, secondary or anything. But just saying, hey, he completed his passes. and They were accurate, and they were where they needed to be. They were not thrown <laughs> You know, in, they were not put in dangerous spots. They were put in, in places where only the receiver can catch the ball. Um, in the situation, he was almost sacked before the ultimate winning pass. Threw the ball away in a great spot where, if superly lucky, only the receiver could catch it. And that was Reisner, I believe, at the time. And ultimately, Reisner did catch the pass. <laughs> because, you know, uh, Bridgewater wasn't under as much duress as he was in the previous play. And there you go. Teddy Bridgewater leading the Vikings to victory, giving a lot of us hope. And the best part, unlike the Arizona Cardinals who were jumping around going ape bleep when they got that touchdown just because the ball rolled a certain way, legal or not, they were going all ape bleep like, ah, you know, like, wow, that's amazing. Wow, greatest play ever, even though it was just kind of a lucky roll, so to speak, if it was legal. Yet Teddy Bridgewater makes a great play. Not a smile on his face, just a look of determination. Like, yep, just kind of like a yep, yep, I've been here before and I'm going to do it again. Very cool stuff. Very cool to see. Out of the future quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think we really saw Christian Ponder ever have poise like that. Ever. Maybe once in a blue moon against the Green Bay Packers because their secondary isn't so hot either. Arizona is known for a pretty good defense, though, For believe it or not. Though I do question their depth a little bit. <laughs> because Minnesota did kind of did run on them as the game went on. Wore on, per se. But regardless, Bridgewater put the ball where it needed to be. That's pretty much the moral of the story when it comes to Teddy Bridgewater in this game. Will he come out in the, in the future games and play the same? Eh, well, who knows? Kind of too too early to say. Too early to say, just like Paul Charchian on Facebook before this game was asking, Hey, how many of you are, you know, Paul Charchian of KFAN and of course that, uh, what is it, the Fantasy Football Show, of course, very popular show out there. Um, Fantasy Football Weekly. Not that it needs a plug for me or anything. I could use a plug from them, that would be nice. Hey guys, check out Purple Mafia, it's awesome. It's the greatest show ever! Okay, sorry. Yeah, there's a Paul Charchian. But no, he was saying, don't don't you, <laughs> don't you, Minnesota Viking fans out there wish, or don't, don't, I'm kind of like paraphrasing, but he's basically, how many of you 
wish the Vikings actually took uh, Jimmy Garoppolo instead of Teddy Bridgewater. How many of you are wishing that that things that the scenario played out that way? I personally just typed too early to say because it is too early to say, regardless of what you feel about Bridgewater. If you feel he's going to be a stud in this league, hey, it's too early to say. Ultimately, um, yeah, and it was too too damn early to say, and this this week proved it versus last week. You know, it's kind of a week-to-week thing, and ultimately, Teddy Bridgewater will will find out what he's all about in the next coming weeks, months, and years. And But you're seeing special skills out of Teddy Bridgewater. Last week, you didn't see special skills out of him, and with Christian Ponder, you never saw special skills. Last night, I saw special skills, and at a bare freaking minimum, I saw a, a guy that has that competitive winner's mentality to him. That Christian Ponder, Christian Ponder, in my humble opinion, really never has shown. And it's three and a half whatever years in the NFL. Three years, really, because this year is not going to really count, I don't think, much for him. Um, it didn't look good out of Christian Ponder. You never really saw it. And you saw you saw a guy that can run an offense late in the game, regardless of what type of defense he's going against. Because it couldn't have been that bad, right? <laughs> uh, well... Hey, regardless, you got to start somewhere. Byron Buxton of the Twins is, you know, well, before before his concussion, pardon me, but hey, he had to develop in the minor leagues. So it's like, you know, obviously just like any other baseball player, football players, when they're rookies, like quarterback position is the hardest position to develop at. Well, okay, start kicking butt against the backups and then we'll work your way up. And that's, you know, that's how it is in any sport, to be quite honest. All right, anyhow, enough of the quarterbacks for the time being, even though it is a exciting time for Minnesota Viking fans, as far as I'm concerned. How can you not be excited? The running game overall, well, eh. <clears throat> I sure liked what I saw out of Joe Banyard. <laughs> well, then again, he just had one really long run. That's what boosted up his, his average and all that good stuff. Rushed the ball six times, 64 yards. It obviously had a 56-yard scamper that really got the Vikings going. Uh, Matt Asiata, you'll hear from uh, our buddy Malcolm out of California, saying about the same stuff, same thing I'm going to say. Uh, really nothing to it. He's just, there's no cut, no speed, nothing. Matt Asiata does nothing for me, man. And Jarek McKinnon only got the ball once, and it was a three-yard loss. So, never got the ball again in this game. Uh, he did catch one pass, I believe. Yeah, one pass or one yard. I'm not sure why he wasn't included in the offense. That kind of bugged me a little bit. And Greg Jennings' two catches were those slants, and they were both solid for first downs. But overall, yeah, I mean, Adam Thielen, Mr. Mankato, as some people like to say, (laughs) continuing his run to being a Minnesota Viking. Not a practice squad guy, and certainly not a guy that is cut and hopes to line on a different practice squad out there. Adam Thielen looks like he might be the final receiver to make the squad this year, but I guess Rodney Smith's making it just a, a strong case as well. Oh, that's the hard part, you know, so we'll see. I, it wouldn't uh, kill me if Jerome Simpson was let go, but then again, uh, I, I, I mean, Jerome Simpson seems like he's just a problem child off the field, to be honest with you. Probably going to get suspended again. He's not suspended yet because it's the preseason, but you know, if it isn't marijuana, it's it's DUIs or a DUI. So, oh goody, gonna kind of leave that alone for the time being. Anthony Barr getting another sack. So two weeks, two sacks for Anthony Barr. Gotta like what you're getting there. 
Uh, Xavier Rhodes, very strong in this game. <clears throat> very physical, very strong. Lots of, uh, a couple plays in there where some of the Arizona Cardinals thought there was some pass interference, but then again, the Arizona Cardinal kind of interfered with Xavier as well. Um, really like what I'm seeing out of Xavier. The Vikings secondary did struggle a bit in this game, though. They were beat a bit and, you know, down the stretch. Obviously, they're not perfect. They're still developing, and some of them just aren't that good yet. Uh, Captain Munnerland still looking good overall. Uh, the new safety that we got out of Arizona, he looks all right, but not sure exactly what to make of him just yet. It's going to be interesting to see how he... Uh, Chris Crocker, that is, uh, seems to factor in with this team. He did start yesterday, though, with Harrison Smith. You got it like that. Everson Griffin, strong in the game. Didn't get a sack, but almost got one. Was held at one point. Um, lots to be excited about from multiple positions. Yet at the same time, I mean, the Vikings did give up some plays in this game as well along the way. Especially early. is like, huh, that's not good. So, yeah, the secondary still showing some holes, still showing some beatability to them. You know, so they're better, but they're certainly a work in progress. It's going to take a while for them to get where they need to get where they need to be long term for this Viking team to show the great defense. Ultimately, the linebacker positions for me, though, ultimately continue to get better. Um, the linebackers look better. Chad Greenway kind of up and down at times. But overall, looks better than he did last year. I mean, the whole preseason and throughout the regular season, Chad Greenway looked pretty bad. And, of course, Aaron Henderson did not help him in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Craig Hodges continues to... Uh, Craig Hodges, what am I talking about? Gerald Hodges, I got Chicago Bulls on my head here. Pardon me, Gerald Hodges. <laughs> continues to look strong out there. I, I like him a lot. I would like to see him get extended playing time in the regular season not just on special teams or occasionally out there once in a while. And I really apologize for that Craig Hodges line. <laughs> that was dumb. Um, Jamarcus Stanford with three tackles in the game. But again, you know, I mean, he's Jamarcus Stanford. And he's one of the guys that's going to get beat from time to time. Even Harrison Smith gets beat from time to time as well. Uh, but the linebackers, I think they're doing well. I, again, like I said, Anthony Barr with another sack. Back-to-back -back weeks with sacks. Uh, I, I I could see Anthony Barr being a double-digit sack guy. Uh, you know, he's, he, he's going to have some double-digit uh, sack seasons, I think, in the NFL as a linebacker. And that's really cool. Got to like that pick. Woo! You got to like that pick. Not everybody agrees with it, with, with it, but I do. And the fact that you got Teddy Bridgewater 32nd, you couldn't have been more uh, fortunate and all that good stuff. I mean, I'm so happy things turned out the way they did. Sometimes you got to get lucky. Just like I used to say in episodes years ago, you got to get lucky. And um, luckily the Vikings have been getting lucky with certain players slipping late in the first round the past several years. With Harrison Smith, obviously, was a guy the Vikings actually picked maybe slightly higher than some people thought. And then last year, Cordero Patterson slipped when a lot of us saw him as the most talented overall receiver. You know, I mean, re really though, I mean, probably, well, maybe the second second most talented, but still, a guy who could be the most talented receiver going into that draft. And then, gosh, Teddy Bridgewater, geez, you know, slipping all the way to 32nd. I don't know, you, I mean, you can't really go wrong with that one. You really can't. Uh, not saying that means he's going to be a great player or anything, but I'm just saying you can't go wrong with taking a really high-ranking prospect 32nd overall at the quarterback position. That, that ain't a reach 
in any way, regardless of what you may think of Mr. Bridgewater, if you think he has special skills or not. I think he showed some. I do, and it takes it takes a lot for me to say that. I, I'm not the most optimistic Minnesota Viking fan in the history of the planet, folks. And that makes you, personally, I think that makes me more qualified to host a show because if you're overly optimistic all the time, you're just going to drive people nuts. Fans are going <laughs> to fans are going to be cussing at you while they're listening to you mowing lawns, or, or excuse me, while the, while they're mowing lawns or popping their basement floor or doing laundry or whatever the hell they're doing. Because <laughs> I encourage people to. Um, listen to podcasts while they're doing like household charge or something. It makes it more interesting, more fun. And it gives you, it, then it kills the cop out of, I don't have time to listen to a podcast. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, it's something to enjoy while you're doing something else. Why not? Why not? Either have it on your iPad or something, playing while you're working on something, or flip on the earphones. Something like that. So you can't really go wrong. <sighs> fun, fun game for the Vikings. Uh, fun game to watch, though. Much more interesting than last week. Bottom line, yeah, much more interesting. And, of course, the highlight of the night. I mean, who can doubt it? Who can doubt it? I mean, you saw a little two-minute offense out of the quarterback of the future for the Vikings, and you felt more confident saying those words. Quarterback of the future. You felt more confident using that very deadly, dangerous phrase that all NFL teams say when they bring in a prospect, a first-round pick, maybe even a second-round pick, or sixth-round if you're a New England Patriot, sons of guns, you get disgustingly lucky picking absolutely the right guy you could even dream of in the sixth round. <laughs> Son of a biscuit, you know. <laughs> but, hey, slipping down the bottom of the first round, who knows? Who knows what Mr. Uh, what, what the bridge is going to be? Yes, sir. I'm I'm optimistic. I feel good right now about it. And I hope you guys do as well. Uh, ultimately, the Minnesota Vikings will take on the team that is flashing uh, on the mute. The screen's muted right now, of course, but flashing on the screen with the Carol- uh, leading 6 nothing over the Carolina Panthers as we speak. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Yep, the Kansas City Chiefs. And there's number 14, Mr. Joe Webb in the background. Not playing. But standing around on the side, that was kind of cool to see him. I was like, oh, that's Joe Webb, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> yeah, kind of cool to see a, uh, to see him again. Maybe, as long as it's not a playoff game in Lambeau Field. Uh, yeah, I think the Carolina Panthers would be pretty sunk if that were to take place. Damn it. But, I mean, most of the, most of the notables in this game were the quarterbacks. Secondary got burned a little bit. Linebackers looked strong. Not perfect, but strong. Uh, Chad Greenway was beaten on, uh, after making a good play, he was beaten on a touchdown. So, to be fair there, he was he was beat. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, he was beat. He was beat. Diagnabit. Drew Stanton to Darren Fells. That's what the play was in the second quarter. Yeah, but, I mean, it's going to happen. It's just one of those things. I mean, yeah. So, I'll stop rambling. It's a preseason game. Fun to watch, though, and looking forward to the Kansas City Chiefs game. It's the third game of the preseason. Hopefully, Teddy Bridgewater will continue his emergence, and Matt Castle will play good against his team. I believe this will be, yeah, this has got to be the first time Matt Castle will have faced the Kansas City Chiefs since leaving that wonderful organization. <laughs> and it'll be in Arrowhead Stadium, and i got to think he'll be booed lustily just because he really, uh, well, was not worth $60 million when he played for them. 
But then again, personnel and coaching and all that stuff doesn't help either. He's got a few more weapons here in Minnesota. The wide receiver position looks pretty good. Running back position is pretty good. <laughs> the offensive line's decent, but inconsistent. Well, hey, it's better than it was in KC, and he's not—he doesn't have that sixty million dollar uh, label on his on his forehead either. So, rock and roll. Go get him, Matt Castle, next week. So, with that, we're going to take a break. And as we take that break, you're going to hear from our wonderful sponsors from Tallgrass out of Manhattan, Kansas. Got to have that Halcyon. I had the Halcyon watching the Minnesota Vikings games yesterday, <laughs> watching the preseason game yesterday. So hot, so humid. Had just been biking outside in the humidity, if you can believe that. Did wash myself off a bit first before I watched the game. <laughs> and I was sipping a Halcyon for an extended period, and my God, it was refreshing. So highly recommended for the summertime. But you'll hear more about other brews, especially on their website, <laughs> in the jingle and such. Oh my, you will love Tallgrass Brewing, especially 8-Bit Pale Ale. Be back right after this. Hey, it's hot, it's humid, it's summertime. Nothing is more refreshing this time of year than Halcyon Weed Ale, brewed by Tallgrass from Manhattan, Kansas. Their 8-Bit Pale Ale is my personal favorite and the official beer of this podcast. There is nothing cooler than seeing Pac-Man licking his chops on this amazing can and even better beer. Check out the many other wonderful beers Tallgrass offers on their website at www.tallgrassbeer.com. Check out their beer locator to see what's available in your area. You can follow Tallgrass on Twitter at TallgrassMN and find them on Facebook. Simply search Tallgrass Minnesota. Bringing people together over a beer since 2007. sportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting the sportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Purple Mafia on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and BlackBerry phones, simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey. Contact us and support Purple Mafia by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. And we are back here on Purple Mafia. Yes, sir, it is time for the fan interaction segment. But first, got to do a shout-out to Dylan Richardson out there, the executive producer of thesportstuff.com, and without TSS, thesportstuff.com, that is, <laughs> there would be no Purple Mafia. Just want to say... Wishing him the best, going through some tough times a bit right now, and, uh, well, 
hoping to get ho- hoping to get him on for a uh, season preview here in the next couple of weeks. It's possible. It's been a tradition for the past few years, but just saying, wishing you the best, buddy. You know, got to give you a shout out, obviously. So, really hoping for that. Hope hope to hear him on the airwaves again soon. Would be very cool. So, on to the fan interaction segment, as mentioned. You heard in the jingle how to get to the Twitter and the Facebook. So, more on the Twitter a little bit here, very briefly. Justin and Rochester, Day underscore 24. Love all that kind of rhymes and works together there. <laughs> Love the guy, Justin Day. Uh, he was saying he was shocked that I didn't tweet about Greenway on the last series. <laughs> yep, so that was kind of funny. Uh, I was kind of like... Not even thinking at the time, so it's like I didn't even. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's too late now." Whoops! So <laughs> that's basically what happened there. And then ultimately, he said it was a hell of a play when we were talking about Kyle uh, Rudolph as well. So always like to hear from Justin. Anthony also was uh, tweeting out his picture, that being Anthony Carlson Antonio at Antonio Fett, who wants my Vikings jersey. So he was tweeting that out, but um, unfortunately. <laughs> that was kind of a, yeah, I mean, no, it was a cool statement. He's kind of shouting out to everybody. It's like, well, I probably don't need a jersey right now, but, well, then again, yeah, because I have some at home. So, well, maybe I'll get some at some point. Yes, yes. I got to get the, I'd love to get a uh, Teddy Bridgewater one at some point. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, ultimately his video was, oh, it was an Adrian Peterson and Chad Johnson jerseys. We're there. The Adrian Peterson got it like that. Well, there you go. There you go. Got it like that. So, anyhow, let's get onto the Facebook page. I'm gonna pull out the the iPad for this. It seems to work nice with Facebook. So, want to see how this works on Facebook versus using a, a laptop and such. Well, I won an iPad at a drawing this past week. I always figured if I ever got an iPad, it'd be because I won it. Because <laughs> I'm just that way, I guess. And of course, iPads don't necessarily have the storage capabilities that other devices may have because everything's kind of trapped inside the iPad and you know and without being a super duper techie person or you know you can't really get in there and uh, mess around with anything so anyhow last week when I talked about episode 169 I mentioned about you know how I always put on Facebook and Twitter that it's out I tend to get some responses about the episode so very cool. Adam Carlson of the Purple People Podcast, giving him a shout-out right here, right now. Hopefully he could shout-out to me on his show, too. That'd be kind of nice. No, <laughs> no just, just for friendly purposes, not to be like, oh, we've got to plug each other all the time, but not that it hurts to plug each other. Uh, he was saying, just listen to your show, some good stuff. Don't agree with all your statements, but different points of view are what makes shows like this fun. I enjoyed listening, and keep up the good work, and thank you very much, Adam. Do appreciate it. And I enjoyed listening to your show as well, by the way, just so you know, because I did catch up with it. He, uh, the last couple episodes weren't on iTunes, so you have to pretty much go to their website and for uh, to be able to get it. So, yeah, on their Facebook page and such. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, definitely, it's it's, really, it's a recommended listen, definitely. Uh, Mark Carlson saying, what? Oh, I missed the download. I have to catch it tonight. Dang. <laughs> Felix Tippel out of Germany saying, can't wait to listen to it. When I'm at home, the episode is not on iTunes, by the way, but ultimately it was uh, long-term and worked. Sometimes sometimes iTunes has these weird blips that I don't understand. Like, I don't know, and they've been doing a lot of updates lately, and I don't know if that's what's been going on. They're trying to work out some kinks that have been popping up lately. 
uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. I've seen episodes just vanish for like no apparent reason. And then they come back or something. I don't know. I really don't. So it's definitely a myth for me on that one. Felix continuing saying, after listening to the episode, I still hope my first live NFL game between the Raiders and the scoreless Texans will be a game to remember. Boy, we've seen football. No real action, but football. <laughs> Adam Carlson saying, oh, about he's recording a show, going to make you wait to find out what he disagreed with. It's like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Got it like that. And uh, I said, uh, yep, I did appreciate Adam. And yes, we are friends, despite the fact we both do a Viking show. That doesn't mean we have to hate each other, which for some stupid reason, the Timberwolves shows, the other Timberwolves shows seem to kind of not want to interact with me ever. And I don't understand why they would do that, even though I've reached my hands out to them a bajillion times. It kind of pisses me off. Anyhow, next topic. So again, that just shows how much I appreciate Adam Carlson, who hails from Michigan at the time, being originally a Duluth native. So says his Facebook page. Uh, Mark Carlson saying congrats to Malcolm and Brent Jacobson. Yeah, they did get uh, gold. Uh, they, uh, they did get stars along the way. I believe Mark Carlson got the gold star last week. So yeah, there you go. Uh, Mark saying great show, number one sixty nine, which that was with the episode last one. This is one seventy. I says, great comments and insight. Your rant on Harvard and Moss have me laughing. Very funny. Mr. Injury. <laughs> Old Alligator Randy, the leatherhead from Turtles. Yep. Saying, okay, but seriously, after you mention him, I am wanting to hear an interview with the Purple Colonel sometime down the road. Yeah, thanks for thanks, thanks for, thanks for seasoning the podcast with your thoughts and jokes. I like that. Skull, Mark from Iowa. And Mark is a genuine, awesome human being right there. And he, yeah, he really is out of Iowa. Um, yeah, Purple Colonel, it'd be pretty damn cool to get uh, Uncle David Willard on here, wouldn't it? I hope he listens. I hope he does. He, he did at one point, though. Not sure, though. He's, he's too big of a celebrity, isn't he? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yep, I put out that a star is born, sort of. A glimpse of the future. So this is, of course, Teddy Bridge Water. And I actually kind of like the way this iPad works. Uh, Justin Mayer Henry saying, Most fun I've ever had watching a preseason game. Bridgewater is fun to watch. Castle looked good. I can't wait to see this offense with AD in the backfield. Meanwhile, Ponder is like, Y'all got anywhere? Y'all got, y'all, y'all got any more of them quarterback positions? <laughs> yeah, it's a picture. Yeah. There's not too many right now, Christian. Not, not too many. Not too many. Uh, Justin continuing again, saying, I've been yelling and jumping up and down, all excited. Never had that happen in preseason. Feels great. And Justin is definitely a candidate for one of the three stars in there. Um, Most fun you've ever had watching a preseason game? Yeah, that was a very, 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 very fun finish to the game, wasn't it? And overall, just Bridgewater was very enjoyable to watch. Matthew Kyle saying, awesome. Margaret still saying, way to go. That WTG, basically. Uh, Justin Day, there he is, out of Rochester, saying, I don't know. I don't know what was better, Teddy uh, leading them to victory in a preseason game or PA taking five minutes to realize that Walsh missed that extra point. Yeah, that was another thing I didn't even talk about. I I knew I was going to get to it at some point because it's in here. Uh, Yeah, what the hell, Blair Walsh? He missed an extra point again. What the hell? He kind of struggled. He missed a field goal, too, in the the game. Kind of weird. Uh Oh, there's Eric Bieniemy on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, huh? He was a Vikings running back coach for a while there. Hmm. Son of a gun. Anyhow, <laughs> that was in the Childress era. 
Now he's, well, Childress is on the chief staff somewhere with Andy Reid. <clears throat> Anyhow, Vince Germano saying, Manziel, after Sebastian said it's Teddy time, he had taken a picture of the giant Jumbotron, HD, all fancy-looking Jumbotron there in TCF Bank Stadium. Second game of TCF Bank Stadium's history, or, well, this season, excuse me, third in history, but second hot and humid one versus freezing. Vince Germano saying Manziel. Yep, <laughs> that, of course, are my buddy... Big time basketball guy, and of course, uh, we well, we kind of rotate. It's a very unique situation when it comes to who hosts the Showtime and T Wolves show. That show could use a little love out there because it's still kind of new to everybody. Not a lot of people know about it yet. The Showtime and T Wolves show on iTunes. I, I either either I host it or Vince does. It's a Timberwolves or well, we'll say a Lakers and Timberwolves show. So, yeah, you get Timberwolves and Lakers conversation, and uh, Vince Germano is a extremely intelligent basketball guru. So, highly recommend listening to that one. As we dance around some more. Boy, I like the speed of this thing versus that old crummy laptop I got. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, old buddy. <laughs> the laptop and being mean to him. Yeah, I'm goofy. Um, but ultimately, a couple more posts here. Not quite as busy as it probably will be in the regular season. Malcolm, here we go. He says, just... Is it just me, or does Matt Asiata seem super slow and not making any cuts whatsoever? Mm-hmm. I think he should be three or four on the depth chart. Yeah, I agree, and that is definitely a star candidate. Malcolm making a strong return yet again. He's probably going to get on the star again. Sebastian making posting a nice picture, indeed. Seeing Teddy Bridgewater and the Jumbotron and the stats and all that good stuff. With a minute 07 left, that's actually really cool, considering that was his first game-winning drive. It was right before it. Right as it was getting started. Yep, 10 to go. First and 10 on the 17. Drove the Vikings 83 yards, baby. 83 yards in a minute. Awesome picture of Sebastian. Lots of history to that one. Uh, especially if Bridgewater goes on to have a pretty successful career. That's a picture you're going to want to keep for a long, long time. Yes, indeed. Brent Jacobson saying, Teddy looked good on that last drive, but I think Castle should still uh, should start at least through the bye, barring injury or ineptitude. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've got no problem with Matt Castle starting whatsoever. Teddy Bridgewater's gonna gonna grow. He's gonna get actually more competitive by being forced to sit and watch. He's he's gonna get hungrier. I think you don't you know if you just throw him out there right away, not always the best idea. You know, this might sound crazy, but I mean, yeah, let the guy develop. Cool. I mean, let him go out there and kick the Chiefs' ass next week. Hopefully he does, but maybe he won't. And maybe he won't against St. Louis either if he started week one. And we need to beat St. Louis because that's a regular season game. The object's to win the game. And Matt Castle, I think right now, don't want to talk quite like uh, the old head coach last year, Mr. Frazier, but Matt Castle gives us the best chance to win, I think, right now. Long term, though, Teddy Bridgewater, he's got a chance to be some, some... Something special out there, I think. I think that the possibility does exist. Mark Carlson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was saying, oh, that was from the previous week. Uh, so, wow, we're already out of comments. <laughs> I was going to say he posted it again. Barr with a sack. Because, yeah, Barr got his second sack in, in as many weeks. Wow, we're already out of fan interaction. It's like I'm not used to that. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice when it's a little quieter, you know, because then it's not as hectic and tough to keep up with. And I, I hate, hate leaving people out. Hate it. Uh, didn't hear from Dave Hickey this week. Hopefully everything's okay. Hope I didn't annoy him somehow. But then again, I mean, no. He you know, he comes and goes just like everybody else. Sometimes people miss a couple of weeks on there. And it, and it is the preseason. you got all the every right in the world to go and uh, 
go fishing or whatever the heck you might be doing, or maybe you're working overtime. Like I have a pretty good idea what that's like, so that could that could hinder the show at times. We'll see. That's also hinders the possibility of having co-hosts on this show. Is the possibility? I mean, there are times I'm working till midnight because I work second shift, uh, and also the lawn service in the morning. It's just it's tiring. It's it's tough to keep up with uh, with everything. Not complaining or anything. Just saying, letting you know. Sometimes my schedule's a little bit too tight to be doing co-hosting. And uh, like sometimes it's a little bit more chill when when I'm able to host the show myself and kind of get through it. So much as I love having a co-host, because those shows with Sebastian and Dylan, and I'm sure they would be with Justin Day as well. Awesome shows, awesome, and Brent Jacobson. So I want to thank all of you for listening. Want to hope for the best as we head into this. Uh, no major cuts yet. We're still waiting for that part. Uh, they're actually already leaving training camp. It's going to be, gosh darn it, the next time I do this show, hopefully the Minnesota Timberwolves will already have Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. The Kevin Love trade will be completed. Uh, hopefully the dew point will be slightly lower because it's been extremely high. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, oh, oh no, but also the state fair will already be starting. It just, time waits for no one, but boy, time waits for no one. <laughs> Father Time is undefeated, ladies and gentlemen, as Vince Germano has said before on the on the shows in the past. <laughs> Man, time time is fast. It really is. So, hope you all are, en- are enjoying yourself. Stay cool. Or in some cases, stay dry. <laughs> all that good stuff. Do enjoy. And third game of the preseason. Hey, it's the highlight of the preseason. Maybe it'll be even more exciting than the Arizona one. And... It very well could be. Those Chiefs games can be quite entertaining at times. Though this one right now is uh, attempting to put me to sleep as I as I look up at it in the background here. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> do enjoy this week. And boy, oh boy, get, you better get your Teddy Bridgewater jerseys before they're sold out, right? We'll be back sooner rather than later. <laughs>